0: Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, Episode 151, Hidden in Plain Sight. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. You are welcome. It's so good to be with you again. I hope you enjoyed flying high in your untethered balloon. I wonder what it was that you decided you no longer need to be held by. What did you release from your basket so you could go higher and experience the vision, the freedom that is ours to be had? And you may be going through an awful lot more because this week I've been feeling it. I've been feeling my sleep has been all over the place. I've been almost lying awake at night and then feeling sleepy in the day. I've been having dreams that have been fairly vivid as well as some that I just knew I was getting rid of old energy which often happens in our dreams. I felt it's really important to be close to the earth and at the end of This podcast, I will do a short meditation to remind us to root and to go deep into the earth, so important now. I found I needed to go swimming more, be in water more, just to bring my energy out of my head and into my body, to go walking and really be sensitive to the land that I'm walking on. Has that been happening for you? I know a number of people are actually feeling changes in their body, pains, aches, Odd things happening to their body, maybe not so odd. People who are having injuries or problems where, like me, I banged one of my toes and that's really put me down to earth with a bang because now I'm having to take care that this poor toe doesn't get hit again. So lots of things are happening to make us focus, keep us attentive to the here and now. And there is a lot happening that I think really says to us it's important to be observant and present. So it's like being able to be that eagle with the overview but also be very present. Makes sense? And I think this is going along with why I chose the title of this podcast because there's a lot going on that is hidden and it's in plain sight. It's as if there is so much happening where we are being shown one thing which is really an illusion while we didn't notice something else. And it reminded me, you may have played this game and I couldn't really remember the gist of the game itself, but what would happen, I remember playing it at school, at university, and then later on, where something was happening on the table and I can't remember if it was a card game. Some of you might be able to tell me what it was, or it was adding up numbers. And everybody was focused on that card game. Where are the cards? What's happening? What's moving around on the table? But when the person who was doing the trick, because it was a trick, said, so what's the number? The number was actually how many fingers were being rested on the table. Do you remember that? And so you'd actually be focusing so much on the cards or whatever it was that he or she was doing that you wouldn't notice that they were just put leaning on the table with some fingers. And whatever number of fingers were on the table was the number that they were waiting for you to say. And so that reminded me of that game and how easy it was to lose focus. And then it reminded me also and I will add the link to this video. I'm going to give away the secret, but a video that was there 11 years ago, I saw that it was created, millions of people have looked at it, and it shows two teams of basketball players, and they're just moving the ball between themselves. One group is dressed in black, one group is dressed in white. And the question is, and it's all done in about two minutes, How many passes take place between those who are dressed in white? And so what happens is you focus so much on those people dressed in white. One, two, three, four. Okay, I'm really getting this. Oh, look how good I am at this. And I think the answer at the end is 15. And then the question is, did you notice the person who was dressed as a gorilla who walked across the playing area? And I will put my hand up to say, I didn't notice that gorilla because I was so intent in wanting to get it right, get the answer right, be the one who had the answer. But I missed what was actually hidden in plain sight. And this is really what I feel is happening now. I was just listening to Pam Greger who talks about astrology, She was speaking about how Neptune, which is in Pisces, which is all about illusion, all about game playing, all about, well, it's also about holograms, which I love, uh, virtual reality, which I love, but it's actually opposing where Neptune was when the United States was created. So it's opposing Neptune, which is in Virgo. And so what she was suggesting, and I really take that on board, is there's a lot of illusion happening, and especially out of the United States, although, as we all would agree, wherever you're living, the mainstream media is really not showing what is true. And then, again, it's maybe true to them, but we're not getting more than one viewpoint. Or we're seeing things and we're being told that's how it was. And over the last two or three years, we'd all have witnessed how one camera vision is not the same as multiple camera visions. And now with so many techniques now to enhance and change images, even on a video, I think we all are looking and the same, what is true, what is not true. And that again is what is hidden in plain sight. We're being given information over this video and we're being told this is what it says. But in truth, if you turn off the sound and you just listen, or excuse me, you just watch, you're saying, well, actually, that could mean anything. But the words are m- causing reinforcement to a narrative that we're being told to understand. And that's been happening for a long time. Of course, the opposite also happens, that our visual acuity and many of us are more visual than we are maybe auditory that when they're talking about a drug the new drug hey take this new drug and they're showing happy dancing people (laughs) but at the same time you've got this narrative running which is saying well if you take this drug you have to be really careful because one of the side effects is death but hey you don't have to worry about this because all you're interested in is these happy people who have no pain, no whatever problem that the drug is supposed to be helping. And So we are now really being needing to be far more aware of both what we're hearing, what we're seeing, and what we're feeling. And that, of course, is where I would really encourage all of us to not just believe because someone else is telling us, but to really be mindful of saying, how do I feel about this? How do I feel about this truth, that inner knowing? And because of my upbringing and my training of my intuition, I can hear someone say something and I'll go, nah, that doesn't ring true. I mean, it, it, it's almost like it just doesn't sit anywhere inside me, does that make sense? You're like, "Mm, nah, that doesn't sit well. That isn't the truth there. And I use that in my work when I'm doing soul reading. Someone might tell me something, and if I don't feel it, I don't actually feel that that's the truth, not from the fact that I'm judging them. It's not true. It's something they're telling themselves that is not true. And this, again, is, okay, let's get back to what it is you're really feeling. Give me a sense of not just what you want me to hear, but what is true to you. And I think that's what's really happening for all of us at the moment. And there's a lot going on in the world, of course. And, of course, the withdrawal, we might call it, from Afghanistan has been in the news very fully recently. But it reminded me so much of 9-11 coming, and, of course, the anniversary of this is coming up. There's going to be a lot of... uh, protests there's going to be a lot of talk because it's the 20-year anniversary of 9-11 and I remember some of you might have been with me when all this happened I was in Santa Fe at the time and I was running a course and of course all of us were horrified by what we saw but the first energy that came into my mind was look to see who benefits from this now, that didn't take away from the fact that it was a horrendous event. So many people lost their lives, lost, lost loved ones, and should never have happened. But in every big event that happens, we also need to have that slight overview, as I'm talking about, to say who may have caused this for their own benefit, and sorry to say that happens all the time. Now I don't know what should have happened in Afghanistan, etc. There are so many people now who are refugees, who are under a great deal of threat, or well, so we're told, and I'm not denying any of that, but I don't think it's as simple as maybe we were just wanting to try and help the afghan people become stronger in themselves or stronger as soldiers or strengthening the power of women i'm sorry but nobody ever goes into another country unless they want something and that ownership has been happening not just in the last 10 20 30 years you know i come from britain we were always going into countries because they had something to offer we're always you know whether it's portugal france spain China, Japan, I mean, this has been going on for thousands of years. And when I look at the reptilian energy, or I call it reptilian, or I could call it those from Orion, those wars I spoke about a few podcasts ago were always about mining, gathering slaves, gathering people to mine precious metals to mine something that was needed, minerals. You understand? So many times you might read about the Anunnaki, and the Anunnaki were using humans, they were even genetically engineering humans in order to mine gold. And one of the big areas was there in South Africa. Now, I'm telling you those stories, you don't have to agree with me on those, but (laughs) I have to say nothing's changed. It's where can I, or there are a small group of beings who say, where can I get more of what I need, even though I have everything probably that I ever need, more is never enough. And it's usually about something that's precious from the earth or precious from us. So the very thing that may be happening as well is taking our energy, taking our blood, because it fuels something that cannot be achieved without taking from someone else. I think you understand what I'm saying. And I'm fascinated, if if I want to say it that way, is why did these Anunnaki need the gold? And you could say, well, they needed it for their planet or their solar system or the galaxy or whatever, or they needed it for their bodies. That may well be true. But the fact of the matter, we're still in this place of how do I acquire something that does not belong to me? We've been taking it from the indigenous people, uh, again, for a long, long time. How do I acquire the land that has these precious minerals in it? And then I can become wealthy. The real people who have suffered the greatest are the indigenous people. These people have had their land taken away, their lives taken away, their respect taken away. We need to go back and say, this never belonged to us, and we need to give you back your land. But that being said, I was looking up what is it about Afghanistan, and, of course, it's, a very, it's rich in minerals again. Oh, what a surprise. Copper. Um, I remember copper particularly. But one of the things it's very rich in is lithium. And what is lithium used for? Oh, electric cars, batteries. And this is going to be on the forefront of our energy use over the next 20, 30 years. So here we are. Maybe the reason that we, so many countries have gone into Afghanistan, and they have, has been for the minerals. And maybe now what's happening is not just oil or an oil pipeline, but maybe it's the lithium. All this being said is there's always an agenda, and that agenda is hidden in plain sight. But we don't see it because we're showing pictures that show suffering and fear and terrorism so that we, instead, we may go into our own emotional fear. (gasps) What if that happened to me? Or, oh, my goodness, I feel so sorry for those people. We don't notice what else is happening. And this has been going on for a very long time. You know, you want to look at the countries that have been invaded. There are countries that were never invaded because they never had anything to offer. Other countries do. And they strip those countries. They strip the wealth of those countries. And it reminds me, just to complete on that, is that way back in Lemurian times, do you remember we have Atlantis, Lemuria, maybe other times before that, and I'm, you know, I'm just talking maybe 100,000 years ago, there was a time when we didn't need to possess a mineral such as gold or silver or lithium, maybe <laughs> it was that, or copper. We literally could engage with those minerals in those mountains or in those rocks and be enriched by them by having a relationship with them. And I sense that that's where we're going back to, that sense of connection. And the book that I uh, may have spoken about, The Gem Essence Book by Jura Das, he speaks about how what happened was that once the Atlanteans came in, they were less connected to their light body, their etheric body, Therefore, they didn't understand that they needed to open themselves up in a very special way through actually letting go of their, their identity as human beings and merge once again with nature to be enriched by these minerals. So as they became more, more separated from nature, they found that the only way they could absorb the gifts of those minerals, those gems, was to own them. And once they did that, it actually degraded the gems. It degraded what they were taking in. Does that make sense? So the the fact is that the more we separate ourselves from the natural kingdoms and the fact that we have many minerals inside our body, the more we disconnect from our body, the more we disconnect from the earth, the more we'll need to take into our body to feed it, but it will never feed us at the level that we really need. So I see this wonderful change that's happening with Uranus in Taurus is bringing us back to the Earth, revolutionising our reconnection to the Earth. And a lot of the work I'm now doing, my Earth Mysteries work, is really being one with nature, one with the elementals, being one with the elements. We've done work with that before. Please go back to the podcast on that because it's really about what is it in me that resonates with the elements or the minerals or the trees or the birds? The more we do that, actually, the less desperate we will be for what we call physical food to feed us. Because there is a transition taking place where the food that we're eating, as I've mentioned before, has less and less life force because it's being grown in a, in a factory, in a laboratory, And we all know that you can feel food that's actually been in a field recently compared with one that hasn't. So as this shift is taking place, I really encourage you to to grow locally, shop locally, use cash if I'm going to say that, Uranus in Taurus. Don't use your credit card if you can help it. Use cash, pay in exchange, a barter system, whatever you want but come back to the local, come back to the community, come back to your community banks. If you listen to Del Victory talk with The Economist, Catherine The Economist, she talks about, you know, find your local banks. This is all about community, local awareness. I've, someone's just given me a lovely bag of uh, homegrown tomatoes and chilies. I live in New Mexico. And that exchange is so important to have those given to me and i exchange in return so find ways of really working with economy on a very local level if you can and just if i finish off with looking at the the recent or the upcoming full moon that's coming and then maybe a short meditation I'm also interested, as I'm speaking about, is the people who are persuading us, perhaps, (laughs) trying to persuade us to take their line of treatment or their line of vaccine or their line of, I don't know, their line of speech, they're doing it all through money. Again, if you take this vaccine, I'll give you this. If you take this drug, I'll give you that. If you do this, then I'll give you that. And if you don't, I'm going to take it away from you. I was just listening or reading about that. Wow, is that the basis on which you run your life? Now, you might say, yes, it is, Christine. (laughs) Please don't take anything from me financial. But it may also be. If you don't do what I say, I'll take away your family, or I'll take away which is, of course, has happened. I won't let you see your family. I won't let you receive hugs. I, again, that barter system that says, I can take away from you the very things that are precious to you. A smile, a talk with someone, an ability to have a hug. I can take them away any day and you will not survive. And this is appalling way. Because what they're doing is that sense of power over something that's precious to us. But you know, the one thing that they can never take away is our connection to our heart, our connection to each other, connection to the earth. I may not get the hugs I want because I'm not around all my families and family and friends, many of whom are back in the UK. I can feel you. I feel you in my heart. I see your smile. I feel your words. And I remember a time or a past life where I was a Native American chief and I was being told, if you don't do this, I will hurt your family, hurt your tribe. And it was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make in my many lives, which was to say, I will not allow you to blackmail me. I love my family. I will always be connected to them. But my relationship with them is not dependent on you. I am free of that. I hold that love in my heart always and forever. And I believe that's true for us all. And so as we're the hype is increasing around the vaccine and you must take it, now you must take a second dose, now you must take a booster, all I'm hearing is desperation. All I'm hearing is we have the power to make you do this. We have the power. And I want you to believe that nobody, no, not just believe, know that nobody has that power. Yes, rebel. Yes, do what you need to do. Yes, come together as, a, as a, a group, a community, say this is not how we wish to leave our lives. This is not what we want for our children. This is not what we want for our elderly. At the end of the day, their, the, the insistence to do something just shows the weakness, their fear. And when they talk about a Delta variant, let's call it for what it is. It's a vaccinated variant. It doesn't matter if you call it Delta, Alpha, B. It's caused, as uh, Van, Van Bosch talked about, Gubad Bosch talked about, if we give a vaccine in the middle of an epidemic, all that happens is the virus will keep mutating to avoid being destroyed. So vaccinating people has caused these mutations to occur, and we can go through the whole Greek or alphabet if we want. At the end of the day, these are vaccinated created variants. And yes maybe if i've had the vaccine i do need to wear a mask and protect not from other people because now i'm spreading something we need natural immunity the only way to reach herd immunity so that being said let's just finally look at what's going on in the next few weeks in fact On the 22nd, we have the second of the Aquarian full moons. And we had the first one right at the very beginning, a month ago. And the second one is at 29 degrees. It's right at the very end of Aquarius. And I think, well, my opinion of a 29-degree something, it's showing the extreme of this sign. It's showing both the, the... perhaps the worst of it, but also the best of it. And so here you've got Aquarius. Here you've got an Aquarian full moon, which is you've both got the problem of detachment, emotional detachment, as I've mentioned before with Aquarius, not caring about other people. But it's also showing the high connection to the spirit world. Maybe I'm a little biased because of my moon in Aquarius. But for any of us who have got Aquarian energy, We don't need to meditate. We're already connected. What we need to do is to bring heaven down to earth. And so what I say to you with this Aquarian energy, Aquarius is not attached, which is a downside if you're not considering other people. But the good side of Aquarius is actually I cannot be emotionally blackmailed to do something that is not true to my heart. So this full moon, I believe, is freeing us of emotional, unhealthy emotional attachments, unhealthy beliefs, and reminding us that we are eternal beings, reminding us that we've been here many times and sometimes we shouldn't have been here so many times, reminding us that we are star beings. And I think that awakening is happening. People are recognizing, wow, I'm more than this little being that can be emotionally blackmailed. So this is a time for us to come together. Aquarius is very much about self-accountability. I said it over and over again. But this isn't about looking for someone else to serve, to serve you or save you. <laughs> this is not about looking for leaders. Any of us who are now in this place are not looking for leaders outside ourselves. We are becoming the leaders, yes? And we are coming together together not because there's one leader now is going to lead everybody else. We are all stepping forward as leaders, following our passion, following our courage, as we spoke about before, because we still have the sun in Leo, the courage to step up in whatever way feels right for you. And as we're doing that, Uranus will turn retrograde. It's been sitting around 14 degrees until the 20th of this month, and then it turns retrograde. So we are seeing, I saw there were three volcanoes in Alaska that were erupting. There are huge, very unfortunate earthquakes happening, Haiti and other places. We're gonna see more eruptions. Again, it's not because Mother Earth is unhappy with us. She's saying, breaking free, breaking free. So know that Uranus is about unexpected happenings, things happening without warning. But recognize that sometimes what we're told is without warning has been planned long in advance. Long in advance. So always ask yourselves who benefits. So I round this off. Maybe with just a mini meditation, just to remind us to really root down into the earth. Next week, I possibly will talk about aquifers and the water that exists within the earth. I'm learning more and more about that. So today, we're, we're going to do the meditation of rooting, but we're going to root into really deep water, which is something like two kilometers, three miles down. Water that's being made by Mother Earth. And this energy is water and fire. So we develop this sort of, we know there's a heat in Mother Earth as well as a water. And when we bring fire and water together, this is the power of true creation, true regeneration. And most importantly, readjustment and redefinition of who we are and why we're here individually. So if you're ready and able to do this meditation, please, with your feet on the ground for this one, please. Close your eyes. And let's t- take a short breath in, long out breath. You know how I like to do this. Taking all those thoughts that have been filling your mind, hopefully, in the last few minutes, as I've been sharing. Draw them down through your body, into the ground, just for the moment. The place of emptiness is the place of power. It's empty but full of potential. Breathing out once again. Short breath in, long out breath. Repeating. feeling your feet on the ground, imagining the magnet on the soles of your feet, allowing the larger magnet to pull you into her, larger magnet coming from the centre of the earth, of Mother Earth. Feel yourself not resisting. It's so nice. Just to nest into Mother Earth's beautiful soil. Developing roots from the soles of your feet, going in all directions, helping that nesting. You realize that Mother Earth does actually know what she's doing and where she's going, even though we may not. So when we nest into her, there's a relief. It's always nice to know that you can rely on someone else who knows what they're doing. (laughs) Nesting into her, like as if you're nesting into the arms of a beautiful, loving mother. Coming home. And now, take your awareness to the end of one of the longest roots. This is the root chakra, as you've heard me say, at nine feet, three meters under your feet. It's through this chakra that we make connection to this fire and water. You can almost see it like golden energy flowing through that root chakra. But we can go deeper. Before you head directly for the center of the earth, we're just going to let our roots go down and down. You don't need to know two kilometers or three miles. Just let your roots seek out water, these aquifers, these deeply these deep pools, rivers of water that run within our earth. And you can in whatever way dive into that water, swim in that water, fill your being with that water, This is the bloodstream of Mother Earth. You may feel the heartbeat passing through the water, rippling through it. You feel your own heart resonate, connect. Water is the energy of consciousness. It's the healing energy of women, of your feminine. And it's healing because not only does it dissolve anything away that you no longer need, but it carries the consciousness of your heart. So as you draw this water up, up along those roots, you're bringing with it the consciousness of Mother Earth, the consciousness of our solar system, of of the galaxy beyond. You're connecting heart to heart again, water to water, river to river. I sense the water is swirling up, spiralling up. It's not just coming directly as no water does. Let this water spiral up. As it does, you feel maybe a little dizzy because it's it's making you realize just how your own beingness is not three-dimensional. It's four, five, six-dimensional. As you swirl, this energy swirls up along your legs, into your body. It's realigning you to the spiral of life. And you can, if you want, spiral in opposite directions just to find your balance. That's called a Taurus. But most importantly, you allow your body, you allow your beingness to be part of the huge spiral that is happening not only within ourselves, not only with Mother Earth, but within our solar system, our sun, the galaxy. Everything is changing. And I want you just to settle back in your heart again. Just feel that these spirals are taking place you could say coming up, going down, going out, coming in, doesn't matter what direction. But the zero point is your heart chakra, center of your chest. When you're there, you are everything and you're attached to nothing. But you are home. Now to complete, please feel your feet on the ground. Feel your toes, your soles of your feet on the ground. And smile, because it's actually that easy. This is the place within these spirals of energy. This is the place that you know so well where you can be free to fully express yourself as you were meant to do in this life. And in your own time, I suggest you bring yourself back to the room where you are. You can stay in this meditation as long as you like. When you're ready to open your eyes, however, I send you much love and blessings. Enjoy the full moon. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on iHeartRadio. You can also watch the Archive podcasts on YouTube. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. You share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.